morning. Hey, Michael. How are you, buddy? Super. Super, hey. super. You good? Yeah, we're doing good. Yesterday, we I actually jumped on your GPS, and I saw that you were in Atlanta. And, you know, I don't know exactly what you're doing down in the, in the sewers of Atlanta, but, you know, where are you at today? Well, uh, today we're on a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles uh, scavenger hunt. So we actually uh, tour the sewers of major cities, and uh, they have pizza shops in the sewers, and it's this whole, like, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles crazy thing. So we took our son there because, you know, he loves to, like, you know, play the swords and hurt people and do different things like that. So we were underneath the sewers now. That was yesterday, and then today we've made it. So, uh, so to New York City's Michael, are, are are you on a new quest now, or and and you're done with that old quest? Is this is this something new with the mutant ninja turtles? Has the turtles pretty much taken over for you now? Well, I've I've devoted the last couple of years of my life. I mean, that's been a secret, so I haven't really told anybody about that. But the new quest that uh, we've devoted ourselves to is finding um, Bigfoot and the Loch Ness monster. So uh, after we leave New York City today, we're heading up to uh, the northern parts of Canada. Okay. That's um, terrific. So I think I think I've been doing some research. I'm pretty close. I am fairly close at Bigfoot. We're gonna probably kill him and eat him. So oh. <laughs> you guys gotta promise me something. You can't tell anybody about this. No, of course not. No, 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 no. no we wouldn't absolutely do that. Not. This is the Village Church Q and A podcast, where our goal is to create digital, shareable, and helpful content to make disciples who will go, grow, and overcome. Hey, Village Church. Welcome back to the Village Church Q&A podcast. Pastor Tim with you today. Joining me in the studio is Pastor Craig Jarvis. How you doing? And Alex Culpepper. Hello there. Wow. And I thought Michael was just after this Pokemon thing. It's a whole lot more than that. It yeah. sure is. It's just crazy. All right, guys, here is our question for today. Are we being disobedient to God if we're overweight? I think we need to define that term overweight because... In society, we have a vision or we have an expectation. What does it mean to be overweight? But medically, there is a different standard than what we as a culture have adopted. And then in the church world, there's even a different standard. So let's let's talk about what does it mean to be overweight? Alex, what do you say? In the medical world, there is a standard for what it means to be overweight, and that standard is incredibly hard for anybody to get to. So uh, <laughs> I think you're right. Yeah, like we've we've even done calculations, and uh, everybody in this room, including Pastor Tim, we're all at least overweight, overweight according mm. to which the, is crazy to the BMI the BMI standard, which and is body mass index. index right, right, and uh, like several things, it doesn't take into account. It doesn't take into account muscle mass at all. So it just it's yeah, just yeah muscle is definitely heavier than fat right and it's just height versus weight and mm -hmm. so you know you could be the most built person in the world like arnold schwarzenegger we said this arnold schwarzenegger is overweight oh, yeah he's obese obese, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. obese not just overweight that may not be what we're necessarily talking sure. about when we say overweight but there is a sense um that we do need to to be aware of what is a healthy weight for our body type. And then there's also questions of, do I have something that's medically causing me to be at a less than healthy weight, um, whether it's a thyroid condition or, or something like that. But then we have to go and talk about the church world as well. And like even, uh, even what scripture talks to us about, sure. because being overweight and being gluttonous 
can be two different things. Right. You can be gluttonous without being overweight. Agree. Yeah. <laughs> there are there are so many people who overindulge in food and you don't their metabolisms yeah. are so high. That's right. Their metabolism is so high that it burns up all those extra calories. So you could be that way, but then you can also have somebody who is overweight but nece- isn't necessarily overindulging. Right. So the good news about this is when we get to the kingdom, when we when we you know move on from this life, and we see Jesus, and we're just like, we're gonna have a big feast. We can chow down, <laughs> and there's right. no, no issues. Yeah, no issues. <laughs> no, no issues. issues for us. That's, That's right. Good. So look forward yeah. to that. But for now, the fall has left us with this overweight issue. But it's it's not so much like the overweight is the sin, like what Alex said. I think the issue is more a little deeper than that mm-hmm. because if you go to anybody for counseling and and you over are overindulging in your eating habits. Uh, they will usually dig a little little deeper under the surface and find out if there's some issue, something that's making you want to eat, fill right. a void in your life, mm-hmm. um, or or if there's a habit out of control. Right. And all of these things are they fall into under the category of um, of a habit that takes over your your mind, your body, whatever it is, and you've got to bring that under control. So God, the other part of this is when God redeems us, he gives us his Holy Spirit and a part of the fruit of the Spirit, the last part is self-control. Right. Every one of us does have the ability to overcome this. And I'm well aware there's there's people that are very dear to me that struggle with this issue. They think about it when they get up. They think about it when they look in the mirror and brush their teeth. I mean, every morning, every afternoon, every evening before they go to bed, it's always right and literally in front of them. And it's a big challenge for them. And it's, and it causes even more challenges because it brings on depression or anxiety or more stress. Right. And that's all they think about. And this, unfortunately, this sin issue, the sin issue just uh, gets larger because it almost becomes something we, we think to ourselves, I can't conquer this. Let, let's talk about this core thing here in just a minute, but let's, uh, before we get there, I want to talk about culturally, you know, our society and how it views mm. Uh, overweight or obesity, and then the struggle that we have in church, because in the church world, it's usually every meeting has some kind of meal. <laughs> every time we get together, fellowship. There, there's you know, fellowship means food. Yeah, we have you a know. picnic this weekend, don't That's, we? Church yeah, picnic. we sure do. And there's food there. So you know, most most of our listeners are aware that culturally. Um, people who are overweight struggle with getting jobs. And there's been all kinds of research. I I remember uh, several years ago, there was uh, a study done. This individual was a very thin individual and they put one of those, um, pardon me for saying this, but a fat suit. They put a suit on that made them look obese. And they dressed uh, themselves very attractively, but in an overweight Mm. condition, they went in and did a job interview and they didn't get the job. Mm. They went back and, and they did this over and over and over again. So it didn't happen at just at one company. But then they went back in their normal physical condition, which was thinner, mm. and they went in and they got the job. Mm. And so our culture is enamored with thinness, mm. with with people being uh, not overweight. Yeah. So, Alex, you had a good story that you were telling yeah, us. Yeah, talk about yeah, that absolutely. story, Alex. So, uh, Matt Souls, who is actually a, a fitness guru, he's a fitness instructor, and he also leads our Forge ministry, our youth ministry at right. Village Church. Uh, and uh, him and his wife, Lauren, lead that together. And so, at the beginning of the year, they always ask the youth to make uh, one goal that they want to set for themselves for the year, uh, just just a life goal, if I could get this. And uh, what, what Matt 
found is that a number of the girls in the group, actually their goal was to lose some increment of weight, whether it be five pounds or 10 pounds or whatever. Mm -hmm. They wanted to lose weight. And um, Matt actually, uh, what he did is he said, I will not accept that as a goal. And the reason he won't accept it is because what you have is a whole slew of girls buying into a culture that honors and reveres and idolizes Mm. thinness. Right. And so Matt wants to fight against that cultural tendency that that's, that recognizes body and a particular body type and lifts it up and honors it and idolizes right. it. And we really appreciate Matt for doing that. Mm. So let's talk about in the church world. Craig, what do you think? It's interesting that we have a tendency to talk about a lot of other sins and skip over this one. Um, again, being very careful because there's folks that that struggle with this. Um, that have different reasons why they struggle with it that aren't necessarily a sin. Right. But it it does get to that point for a lot of folks where it becomes a habit they cannot control and they and they're unable to do that even with counsel and and even with um, the f- fruit of the spirit active in their lives. Right. They they still are struggling with this. So it can be a category of sin, but it m- may not be either. We have a tendency to talk about a lot of other issues, uh, a lot of other challenges about you know how to be a good dad, how to be a good mom, how to be a good kid, you know how to how to how to be a good steward at at work, how to use our finances. We talk about all of those things, uh, but we have a tendency to skip over this one, and I think because it's so prevalent in the church, mm-hmm. uh, and and it's almost an excused uh, issue. But this, like every other issue, needs to be given to the given to the Holy Spirit. It needs to be surrendered to God. And if it is an issue of gluttony, I can't control how much I'm eating or I overeat because I'm dealing with, I, I can't deal with stress or I, I can't deal with this other issue in my life uh, and I'm not giving it over to God, then probably looking for some spiritual help and accountability partner because it might it might begin to border over into the area of sin and you might need outside help right. in order for you to identify that. And just like everything else in life, if we if we really believe that God's power is greater than any other power that exists in the universe, then this can be overcome. It, it can. It most certainly can. Um, some struggle with it more than others. Mm. Let me take us to what Paul said in 1 Corinthians 6. He says, or do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit within you? whom you have from God. He's asking the question, you are not your own for you were bought with a price. So glorify God in your body. So that scripture seems to indicate that our body is important to God. But the reality is that some of us struggle with that overweight condition. And I appreciate what you said, Craig, that, you know, for some of us, it is a medical issue. Mm -hmm. You know, it's a hormonal issue. And it's not a, a situation of just overeating. It, Absolutely. It, 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 and your weight, that. your weight might be just the way that God made you. That's right. You might be exactly the right. I mean, according to the BMI, like we said, every one of us in this room have a lot of work to do. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but you you can't go by the those kinds of standards. You have to go by the standards of is when we're talking about the sin of gluttony now, which right. is what we're talking about. You have to go by God's standards. And that is, is this becoming an idol to me? Is my food becoming an idol to me? Mm-hmm. You might be 20 pounds, you might be 30 pounds or, or even more than that overweight, um, according to, to the standards that the medical or your insurance companies might say that you should, you should be. But, but the question is, am I being uh, a good steward of food, of 
why I'm eating food of my body that God is, because you only get one. This, this, this is it. So take care of it. Right. And that's where that verse comes from in First Corinthians 6. Yeah. And if sure. we go back to, to yesterday, we are physical and spiritual beings, and the condition of our physical body can impact our spirituality. And so it's so important that we don't forget that, that this is a theme that runs through, whether we're That's talking right. about bodybuilding like we were yesterday, or we're talking about being overweight, overeating, gluttony, those sorts So basically of what you're saying, Alex, is our physical condition does have an effect on our spiritual condition oftentimes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. You know? and, and let me just say, Proverbs 23.2 goes along with that. Put, uh, I know this is harsh, but it says, put a knife to your throat if you're given to appetite or gluttony. And that is, uh, I mean, that may sound harsh on the face of it, but that's what we've been talking about. If my eating habits has become a sin so that it hinders my spiritual walk in some way, then I've got to address that as a sin. Right. But I can't go by what my boyfriend or my girlfriend or, or, or my anybody, culture says. my culture says, I have to go by what God says is, has this crossed the line? Uh, and if it, and if it hasn't, for God's sake, look in the mirror and realize you are you are a person that is loved mm. by God, and He's He may have given you a thyroid issue, He may have given you big bones, you might be Canadian, and and you're just going to be <laughs> big for the rest of your life. But that is who God made you to be, and That's that right. is who God loves, and you can't chalk up. Um, I've got to look like this movie star or right. the, or this person over here, and then other people will love me, and God will love. That's the that's the fault. That's yes. the danger you fall into. Yeah, the, the lie that we believe because we're thin, other people will love that's us. Exactly. And if I'm overweight, then people won't love us. It's just a lie that we can't buy into. The culture in which we live that you keep bringing up, Tim, I think needs to be addressed a little bit more because. Quite frankly, we live in a culture that has so many different appeals to us. You can get one sure. burger, one patty, two patties, 12 patties in your burger. <laughs> and you, you can order all of these. It's so readily available and it all tastes Food is really fabulous. great in yeah. our culture. Food is great. Yeah, and we keep putting things in it that make it taste better, like sugar and high yeah. fructose corn syrup and all this stuff. And so dealing with that uh, borders on the idea of sin as well because that can easily become an addiction i'm addicted to, i can i'm addicted to going to starbucks make sure i get my caramel macchiato i'm addicted to burgers <laughs> i'm addicted to fries so how do we deal with the culture that makes things so appealing to us so when we approach culture uh we always have to always have to question and always have to be wondering because God's standards and culture standards are going to be two different things. Often and they so, are. Yeah. And so we have to be, again, this is just like the bodybuilding thing where we're looking at our motivations and we have to be always aware of what's going on mm -hmm. in the heart where our affections are aimed. And so culture actually uh, lifts up and gives us all these things and puts sugar in our food and and does all these things that make food uh, like an emotional comfort. It makes the medicine <laughs> go down. Oh my God. Gosh, mm -hmm. Yes, and so uh, and so we have to be aware of that tendency. I think that's really important. But let's go back to the other side because we can't take this too far. God gave us taste buds for a reason, right on. And so they're like we have the freedom in Christ to enjoy food as well. So I can go to McDonald's. You, you can go to McDonald's, <laughs> but you can't go three times a day, every day of the week. <laughs> that's, that's what we're talking about here. And so we need to be aware of our health. We need to make sure we're having self-control. Self-control is so important. Um, but then the other thing, we, we can enjoy our food. We can, you know, sure. God put it there. Um, you know, it's not there by accident. Let's, let's enjoy it. And before we added any additives to anything at all, 
God was the first one to make things taste so different. I mean, mm. think how different a strawberry is from a watermelon. Right, absolutely. Or cherries are out now. I love cherries. And so God is the creative master that gave us, like you said, Alex, taste buds that makes this food appealing. There is mm. nothing wrong with that. Right. The question right. comes into, uh, and we should also say in some churches, in some circles, you are looked down on. If you, you know, if you give your kid a French fry instead of an apple, you know, or something like that. Oh, and yeah. I, I think yeah. I think that too yeah. can become idolatrous. That's right. Because you become judgmental of other families if yeah, they don't do what you're doing. It can go the other way too. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. We, there's this whole culture about gluten-free. And if you're not gluten-free, then, you know, you're sinning because you or a vegetarian or vegans, you know, and there are Christians that buy into this, that that is the only way that you can please God is yep. if you're a vegetarian or if you're a vegan or if you're gluten-free, because if you indulge into the other areas of food, then you're sinning. Yep. Craig, what do you say about self-control? It needs to be said on a constant basis that self-control applies to every, every part aspect of our, of our life. It doesn't just have to do with food. It has to do with every single part of our lives. And it's not something we, we sometimes call it the fruits of the spirit that is incorrect. Incorrect. In the gospels, in in it, we are told that our we receive the Holy Spirit at the point of salvation. He indwells us. That's why Jesus left to give us the Holy Spirit. Right. When we receive the Holy Spirit, we receive the fruit of the single. Spirit. That means that every single one of them, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, mercy, all of those things, those are one fruit. fruit. Yes. And when we receive the Holy Spirit, we have the capacity and we have the responsibility to allow the Holy Spirit's fruit to show through our lives. The last one of those fruit that the Holy mm -hmm. Spirit gives us, Self-control. Right. Why? Because we are given to a lack of control. And everything we Naturally. can lose control over video games, over television, over sure. spending time, uh, leisure time. Preach. We're lazy. We have a tendency to eat too much, to drink too much. That is that is a common malady that is shared among human beings because we are fallen. It is a part of the fallen nature, and we struggle with it. Every one of us struggles, some more than others. That's why it's called the sin that easily besets you. Alex, your sin that easily besets you might be different from mine. My, mine might be different from yours, Tim. Right. But every single one of us has this one thing that that eats away at us like nobody's business. But we are given this, this fruit of self-control. If we give it over to the Spirit of God, we are able to do more than we think we are because that is the theme of redemption. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. You can be more than a conqueror through him who loves you. So you, need, you might need to go ask for help. You may need to find an accountability partner, accountability partner, but you can do this through the power of the Holy Spirit. Alex, we're going to give you the final word on this one. If we look at uh, going back to yesterday on bodybuilding and today on being overweight, if we could wrap those up into just one summary, uh, the bottom line is this. Body weight and outward image are overemphasized in our society mm. at the expense of inward character. So we should strive to honor God with our bodies and seek to find balance in our eating habits. And uh, let me just say this, if you are, if you find yourself in the overweight category, in the underweight category, if you're, you can be anywhere on this spectrum, my, uh, my heart to tell you is that just that God loves you no matter where you fall in that, that whole area, no matter what you think of your body, what you think others think of your body, God still desperately loves you. That's great, Alex. Listeners, please join us tomorrow when we answer the question, if I'm not punching the clock, does my work still honor God? Mm -hmm.